So, you know, maybe the union need to give the guys pizza and beer in a couple of days off. <laughs> Welcome to More Philly Union, the podcast where we swear to talk about the Philly Union, the whole Philly Union, and nothing but the Philly Union, with as few digressions as possible. We are your hosts. I'm C. I'm E. And I'm Paul. And it's been a little while since we've done this. So. Yeah, it's it, if it was a break that did not feel like a break at all, and it was not planned. <laughs> no, no, we do apologize for missing recording last week. I wish it, we could say it was we had uh, some good reason for it. It was just a collection of, all right, are you free to record tonight? And then no, yes, or me falling asleep. Oh. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> yeah. All right. To uh, catch up on uh, the Help Us Help the You Challenge, we are, current, we are currently up to 868 uh, downloads. We're up 837 from the last time we recorded. So only 31 more downloads since the previous episode. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess we can't be too, you know, we didn't have any new material. So nope. No, so but that, let's that see one's... if we break 900 this 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 week. You yeah, because now it's be nice. like if we don't break a thousand, that 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 could be on us. So, but we'll yeah. see. We still got time. Hope dies last. That's right. We've got this episode this week. We got probably, maybe, possibly a recording next week mm-hmm. for the final Union home game or our, our regular season game against uh, New England. Mm-hmm. So we still have some time to pick up some more do- downloads. Mm-hmm. We could do it. And as a reminder, the Help Us Help the U challenges is whenever we get to a thousand downloads, we're going to make a donation to the Union Foundation. Uh, the hope was to get there early in the season, and uh, you know, didn't quite make it. That's okay. Yep. That's fair. We appreciate everybody who is listening and downloading, um, and we will certainly be glad to support the F- Union Foundation whenever that happens. Whenever mm-hmm. we reach that mark, yep. so we've got. Three games to cover in this episode, so we'll yeah. probably cover them at a high level because um, they were two ties and a and a win. So on the whole, yeah. good results for the Union. Yeah. But at this point in the season, the re- Union really need to get make you know two wins yeah. and a tie or yeah. three wins instead. So first up was a couple weeks back. the The Union had a one one draw against Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, we were missing Glesnes, uh, for an injury and Martinez was either out for a yellow card accumulation, but I think that one actually might've been his injury situation. I think it might've been injury, but you know, gosh, that's two, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. That, yeah. That's my brain. No, I'm pretty sure this one was this one was the uh, the they, they sat him for the injury because um the you know later games they they talked about wanting to only give him like 30 minutes of time mm-hmm. but they had to end up giving him like 68 minutes of time instead or more. Mm-hmm. Um but this game against Columbus was uh you know we got to see the triangle of death um uh, on the field together, Glessness in midfield and and Aura and Carranza up top. Um, and Elliot was back. Um, you know, obviously then was was with Damian Lowe on the, in the mm-hmm. in center defense with him. Now, did the the triangle of death death? They didn't start the game, right? They came they came in in the second half, I think, right? Because I I have in my notes here that Donovan and Sullivan um, had some activities during the first half of the game. Correct, correct. And... They actually all. 
my notes are right. They all came on at halftime. Yeah. Um, uh, Curtin made a rare halftime substitution, and he put in, he pulled off Bedoya, mm-hmm. uh, Donovan, and Sullivan, and put yeah. on Gajdag or and Carranza. Yeah. Yeah, it almost feels like this game started with like a slightly dialed back Philadelphia Union. I mean, all props and respect to the young guys, but you know, starting with donovan and sullivan up front you know it's kind of you know it's not necessarily our 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 most powerful lineup that we could field um so i don't know if there was a thought process um about you know let's just see what we can do with the younger guys give the the our elite guys a little bit of a rest i don't know it's also I, two I weeks think, ago and i don't remember what i had for lunch today so there you go i think it i think part of it has to do with one of the things we we'll probably talk with, talk about either in this episode or next week is just the number of games mm-hmm. that the players are playing yeah. and you know people needing rest yeah they need it and them needing a break um you know they, they, yeah it's 90 minutes of game time but uh when you play 50 games in a season that that builds up over time and oh yeah you need you need rest you need rest yeah. If I'm remembering right, was this the one where Elliot got a yellow card and it just didn't seem like he honestly earned it? Although now that I'm looking at the uh, the yellow card yeah. uh, report, he- there were apparently three Philadelphia yellow cards in the same 72nd minute of the game. Yeah, so uh, Elliot got a yellow card for uh, a handball. Um, and that got, you know, Columbus got uh, awarded within a penalty for it. Uh, bueno got a yellow card during that transaction uh, for dissent. And uh, if there was bueno, a third one. Bueno and Wagner. Yeah. Um, and, and Hariel had scored in the 50th minute of the second half um, off of a, uh, a corner kick. Corner kick, yeah, from Wagner. You know, and Hariel once again living up to that nickname, Ariel Hariel. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, and then you know the big thing that I remember about this game was the the dog show that turned into not a dog, not, you know, that turned into an actual goal scoring opportunity, where I think it was the second half. Carranza got clearly pulled down from behind, mm-hmm. um, which was a denial of goal scoring opportunity. But then Aura made a you know a, a quick run, took the ball, played it on, and because he played the ball. Um, the scoring opportunity still existed, so it was not ruled dog so correctly, and the Columbus player was not red carded. That that kind of sucked. Chance for the Union to go up a man, um, but same point, you know. I see both ways in this one, but it would have. It feels like it should have still been a red card. Maybe it's just the uh, the, the Union fan in me that just. Feels like that's how it still should have been called, but that that was that was frustrating. Yeah, like if if Aura just not played the ball, it would have been a red card. So, do what do you want your players to do? Do you want them to play the ball, or uh, or you know what? So, penalty kick goal for Columbus, and Harriel puts away you know puts away a, a header. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they they actually got the header goal first, so the Union were actually ahead. For part of this game, towards the, you know, in the second half, and then gave up that that penalty kick, and and uh, you know, ended up getting out of Columbus with a point. I think too for that game uh, of note was um, 
in the first half. I know Blake had three big saves. So even though it was a 1-1 draw, you know, in some respect, you know, Blake helped, you know, make it feel more like a win in, in hindsight. Um, I mean, it didn't feel like a, a win at all. I mean, it was a draw, of course, but, you know, um, but I make, remember making a note that it was Blake kind of had his his um, his groove back, right? He definitely had his swagger going in that game, uh, which was good to see. Good. Yeah, um, so that was the Columbus game, and then the Union hosted, uh, or yeah, they hosted Atlanta, or yeah, did they go uh, to Atlanta? Yeah, it was at Subaru Park. It was they, at Subaru Park. Okay, they, they were they did they, they did get a win against Atlanta at home. Um, That's right, because the Union game was at Columbus. That's right. Okay. Correct. Yeah, they were at Columbus. They were home to. Home to Atlanta, and then they closed out the home ser- home games with uh, Nashville. And uh, yeah, this one this one looked like Union of old in the first half. Yes, you know, like the, all three of the triangle of death death scored. Mm-hmm. Um, no penalty kicks on that in, in any of those, right? Did guys they all was, run a play? They yeah. all run a play. Yeah, so I mean, it looked like they were really getting dangerous. And the defense was playing a tight game and, and doing a good job. Uh, and then the second half happened. <laughs> you know, going into the first half, it's always that, you know, if you're up by one, it's always nice if you can get one more going into the half to, up 2 0. Yeah. And uh, we go into the half going 3 0. And yeah, if 2 0 is the hardest score to defend, then maybe 3 0 is even harder to defend. <laughs> if 2 0 is the hardest score to, get, uh, score to defend, then thank God we were, we were up by three. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, but they scored three goals in nine minutes in that first half. Yeah. Which was really minutes. positive. Yeah, it really was. Look at that. Yeah, so part of our complications last week um, was that I was traveling for work. Um, the, the guys were going to record without me if they could and then like they said life um but i was actually one of the fun parts of my trip was i was in minneapolis and the bonus of the conference i was at was we got to go to prince's house um that's kind of cool so uh and and tour it but they take your phone and put it in one of those little bags so you can't take pictures um and you walk through so uh when they put my phone in the bag it was three nil and when (laughs) They took my phone out of the bag. It was it was three one, but very shortly three two, uh-huh. and I started panicking a little bit. So after the tour, there was the the actual remnants of the new power generation put on a concert, and um, there I was standing in the back, staring at the pin to score on my phone. <laughs> not paying attention uh paid attention to let's go crazy and then after that was just muttering come on come on come on under my breath by the soundboard um wow. until i saw that it was final and could breathe again but i was like that that also felt like the union of old really old when we would be nervous when they were up four nil yeah right. um so way back in the day but when they used to you know consistently snatch defeat from the jaws of victory yeah, in classic yeah. Philadelphia tradition. Well, in this game, the one of the big storylines was Bueno getting injured early on mm-hmm. um, because they had hoped to bring Martinez in the second half, apparently, but Bueno got injured in like less than the twentieth minute, and so Martinez had to come in and play most of the game. 
mm-hmm. on a re- recovering leg. Um, definitely didn't seem like Bueno wanted to come off, but uh, it also didn't take them long to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it's a shame because Bueno's out now for a little while. Hopefully he gets back soon. Uh, one thing in the first half that I, I thought we were, uh, well, aside from scoring three unanswered goals, the other reason I thought we were lucky, although I don't think those three goals were luck, um, that Harriel no handball call, I don't yeah. know. I when they, when they showed the replay, this is fairly early in the first half, it really looked like a handball. When I when they were playing the, the replay slow motion, I was – easily wagering a cup of coffee that it was going to go handball and yeah. it just yeah. they, they did it didn't even go I, i'm not even sure if it even went to review it didn't uh, and i thought we we dodged a bullet with that one there was another handball that we dodged before eventually the third one got called yeah, yeah. Third, time, third time the charm for for uh for atlanta yeah but um yeah, there was a lot of talk from the coaches about that. In fact, Curtin actually mentioned the handball rulings uh, before that game, saying that it, you know, it's just like the rules now just don't make any sense. And it's you ask three different referees what the handball rules are, and you'll get three different descriptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first two times the union got away with it, and got and then Carranza gets the ball. Or yeah, it was this one that Carranza got the ball. Uh, off the arm it was the but one before that Elliot had the ball off the uh elbow in the in the wall yeah um and yeah it's just it, 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 it was honestly we were lucky yeah and we got out of the game with a 3-2 victory over Atlanta yeah yeah but like I said that second half it started you know the first half we look like we look like the old union in terms of when we would have run up these massive scores the second half kind of like the old old union when we were just yeah. scrambling, keeping our hands over you know up over our face, just trying to weather a storm of assault and um, yeah, right because uh, um, yeah, Atlanta starts that second half off with a PK, um, right? The Paul you mentioned the handball mm-hmm. against Carranza in the box. Yeah, I just felt like the second half, especially the the second half of the second half, it was just. Just trying to run out the clock. It was Atlanta yeah. was just going to town on us. Yep, but we outlasted it. Um, but Gajdog had a goal and one or two assists in this game, and Dre made a whole bunch of saves. So mm-hmm. you know, Gajdog made match day team of the match day, and Dre got a spot on the bench. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, they were recognized for their their contributions, and then in the third game. Uh, the week or since the last time we recorded was the zero zero tie uh, for the union's last home game uh, against Nashville. Um, yeah, for those who love defensive games, I guess this was a great yeah. one to watch. <laughs> uh, but, you know, at the same point, defense wins championships. So yeah. if this means that the union have buckled down and are trying to get more and more serious about their defense. Mm hmm that could lead to good things because we're only two weeks away from the playoffs and, and, you know, there's not a lot of time to make adjustments. And if this is a harbinger of what they're going to do in the playoffs, you know, they shut down a decent, decent Nashville team with some very potent players, oh, including, yeah. including Hani Mukhtar. Yeah. And, and he was very dangerous. I mean, he had, he was cutting through our defense 
and um and Damian Lowe did a really good job just wasn't always pretty mm-hmm. but he did a good job of shutting him down um yep. also I'll say that Glesnes um he came back in the previous game and also in this game and he had a couple clutch um plays there were just getting uh <laughs> getting a big limb in the way to uh to block <laughs> a shot or something um yeah even though this is a, a nil-nil game and and uh you know i feel like i, I well, don't really have much to comment it was a back and forth game um but it, like you said paul i think it was a game of def- defense and we, we had mentioned we had talked about this right there it feels like yeah. the union is trying to get the defense part kind of uh really solidified going into the playoffs the bus. yeah um hopefully that's what they're thinking along the lines it would be good if uh you know they they, they get that rotation with the centered backs set um you know they the you know, Mbizo, Harriel, uh wagner really you know own those outside spaces on the defense you know they're going to need that and you know it's uh, there's more games now in the playoffs because they, you know the the, the mm-hmm. first round is a three game series, and then and it looks like the Union are not going to be able to avoid that, and then uh, you know they go and face whoever they face after that if they make it past them. So yeah, they need to shut it down. You know, it'd be really good stra- a really good strategy for the Union to bolster their defense, <laughs> put a brick wall in it. And and pay Kai Wagner. That's what I was trying to lead into the pay Kai Wagner. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the fans, uh, or was it a couple fans. Yeah, three fans holding up signs. Pay Kai Wagner. Hastily made signs. Pay yeah. Kai Wagner. Um, yeah. Which which I I agree. I agree with that sentiment. Um, yeah, I kind of wonder how much is he asking that the the union are balking at what he wants for it, like. Yeah, I don't know because I, I remember hearing a, a sound clip with Curtin during one of his press conferences, and even he sounded like he he wants to keep Wagner. To say, so that that's what I mean. Do we know for sure that it's a pay issue? Is it an assumption? I well, mean, we don't know. Be... Obviously, whatever whatever contract they have offered has not been attractive enough for Wagner mm-hmm. to sign. Yeah, whether that's pay or other considerations, we don't have any guy of what he's looking for i heard one of his his um contract requirements is uh more interviews by local regional amateur podcasters so and and no green (laughs) m&ms yeah hopefully they get that figured out i mean he's he's actually saying there was a quote before this game that you know this was he was a little sad that this was his last regular season game playing in Philadelphia, and yeah, you know, he doesn't have a contract. That's yeah. kind of, he's I, using I, the media to put some pressure on the front office. Yeah, um, I, I heard that during the, the. I think they talked about it during the uh, the Nashville game, and uh, man, that that is such a bummer when I heard heard them say that, and it's kind of like, yeah, come on, come on, Union, do the right thing here, and let's let's lock yeah. him in. We'll see what happens. You know, the, 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 there's still the playoffs. There's still the off season. There's no guarantee that he's going to walk. But you know, if yeah. they don't make him an offer that he likes, you know, he may take that and and just go see what he can get. Yeah. But it was the this game against Nashville. Apparently, was Bedoya's 200th MLS start. Obviously, not all with the Union. I don't think he was with the Union no. the whole time. 
Um, and then uh, this is also their eighth unbeat, uh, eighth straight game unbeaten. You know, a lot of ties in that count, but um, a, hand, a couple of wins as well. Actually, so let's back up real quick. And I'm asking this because my memory is horrible. Um, but Doya, he came from Europe and started playing for us. Did he play for well, MLS before he went to Europe? Yeah, I believe so. Give me a second. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, Christy's on it. Um, so yeah, because when I when I where's scoops, yeah. we need scoops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know he. I, I stand by. I thought we were his first MLS. Team. We are his first MLS team, according according to the Wikipedia. Huh? Um, he came from Nantes. Yeah. And then before that, Helsingborg's IF. Rangers. Rangers. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And a re. Oh, sorry, it's a O. That looks like a Scandinavian team. SK. I wonder if that's where he met his wife because his wife is Norwegian. Maybe. Um, But anyway, yeah. So, no, we are his first time. Wow. So we are his. He has, according to this, 204 appearances, and they are all with us. So that's all. There you go. Correction. Real time correction. Nobody has to write in. (laughs) Feel free to write in. I mean, feel free to write in. Sure. (laughs) But uh, on that on that point, don't worry about it. We got it. Um, we got there. What's that Barry White song? My first. My, you're, my, you're my first. My, my last. My everything. everything. I like to think that's uh, the union for Vidoya. Uh, <laughs> hey, now we know what the oh, song we God. can use for uh, the Instagram. There it is. There it is. Dude. That'll be a good one for the playlist. Okay. Um, Ali, you're our first or last or everything. Uh, everything some point we i really do need to write in and see if, you know who we can get to interview <laughs> and if we could ever convince them to let us interview ali bedoya i think uh there would be a lot of squeeing going on yeah, yeah. i don't know if and you guys we would also tell christy about it as yeah, well yeah, exactly. i don't know if you guys <laughs> saw they did a the socials did a they did a thing where they had fans coming in and talking about like oh i've been a fan since whatever and then they surprised them with their favorite player oh nice and i was just thinking wow. if that was me i would probably just who would have been that? Because I know for the longest time, especially uh, when he was playing, it was obviously Latou. I mean, that's just. Well, I'll tell you, beginning of the season, it easily would have been Allie. I mean, we're talking, I I, if we're going with current players, yeah, I have a guess. Um, we're not we're not counting, you know, Sepso's past grandfathered in now. Um, but um, uh, but yeah, you know, Martinez. You gotta go, your Martinez, Martinez coming up on yeah. the curb. Um, do you want to practice my Spanish a little bit before uh, I would run into him? Uh, I'd like to have something vaguely intelligent to say. Uh, but yeah, um, but I that do. Would be yeah. really fun. That would oh be really God. fun to get yeah. to talk to Martinez. And I, I actually was thinking once, like, how do I say we have the same birthdays in Spanish? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I was working on that at one point, just in case. But yeah. uh, but yeah, no. But I don't know. Allie's awesome though. How about you, Eve? Who would you who would you pick? Yeah, I was gonna ask you, Paul. Active lineup. That's a good question. Um, if you got one, you go first. I'm gonna think here. Um, See, for me, it's toss up between two, and I'm trying to decide which one I would which one I would go with. Are you guys sticking to current the current? Yeah, yeah, of the current lineup, I'd probably go with Blake because he's been around through the good times and the bad. Yeah. Um, you know, he 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 had a heck of a story coming into the into the team. He weathered that situation, and now you know he's finally, uh, he, not finally, but he is getting the recognition of, of, of such a good shot blocker. Yeah, he's, um, and he's just he's he's a rock back there. He he is the reason 
why the union got as far as they did last year and in the last few years. And I'm hoping that, you know, he'd be there to get us through again this year into the playoffs and hopefully back to the cup. Yeah. That's, that's a solid choice. Both, uh, both Blake and Allie. I mean, that's, they're kind of of legendary status. Yeah. So I feel like, I mean, it's almost like I'm just not even worthy to like interview or ask questions. You know, it's just like, do you like stuff? Oh, I would you instantly know? be Zach. Do you remember that one game where 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 you where you did that thing? That, that was, was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Well, just to, I'll with those two kind of off the list then of if people to interview. Um, I mean, you can pick whoever you want. To pick. Kind of like I would I would interview Glesnes, and I think it would just pretty much consist of me and him just sitting out on a pier somewhere, eating a sandwich, and not saying anything. And that would be the end of it. <laughs> but aside from that, uh, ASMR of you just like, eating I don't know. sandwiches. I have just, you know, maybe it's the Norwegian fisherman. I could just see we're like, just sitting there having a sandwich. Like, Looks like it might rain. Yep. <laughs> you know, he flies planes too, right? Like he's a pilot? I think he's, okay, I there think you go. he has his pilot's license. Okay, well then I'm- we're going to. 90%. Well, now like, you really want to talk with him. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld has that comedians in cars. We yeah. could do like uh soccer players in Cessnas. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There you go. That's that's what I'm going <laughs> If Dash Doc, or Glesnas starts his own podcast, that's what he's got there. Soccer, yeah, in Cessnas. Oh my god. Um so there we go. I'll, wow, I'll, 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 I'll leave it with Glesnas at the on that one then. So that works. That works. I, I do have one other just unrelated question, but it is related. In the um, and maybe you guys know this, in the which game was it? It was, I believe, was it the Atlanta game? Oh, I'm sure. checking my notes here. Uh I don't know what your question is. Sure. Yes, it is the Atlanta game. Um yeah, I was right. Yes. So in the first half, you had a one in three chance, Paul. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> So the first half of the Atlanta game, when when we were getting those all them sweet sweet goals, um, they were doing the whole like I don't know if it was like an eagle bird wing flapping yeah. thing. That's so, what they've been doing all season. Martinez apparently started it in preseason. And, oh, okay. Uh, so they kind of made it a tribute to the Eagles when they score goals. They do that arm flapping with one leg up. Yeah. At, fir- at first, there's actually um, one of the union social media post there they actually have uh gosh dog Carranza and Ura talking about it and uh yeah Carranza's like I, I i thought it was a flamingo and gosh <laughs> said no there's martinez doing the thing about the eagles <laughs> so they've been doing that all season how have yeah. i missed this i try opening your eyes i, I don't guess know. i i don't know i mean it just goes to show right i mean um yeah uh, you know, all the various like mistakes i make you, you can't be surprised when i'm like only now finding out about well, the flapping bird wings to be fair, it's not every <laughs> single goal uh sometimes they just they do a, like a little pose or something but yeah. it's it is a frequent yeah. so yeah so anyway okay well hey mystery solved um, and now the union are sitting in third place with no chance to advance into second yeah so they're not gonna they're gonna definitely be a part of the first round of the of the playoffs um, but they're not guaranteed third because there are plenty of teams that are close to them in, in, in the standings. And uh, so they need to perform in their last game against the uh, New England Re- Revolution, Yep, uh, who are currently sitting in fifth. 
and actually a um a win for the new england would tie them with the union in points but i I don't know if that would necessarily move them above the union in the standings because i think union still have a have the advantage on the tiebreaker but what is the what's the first tiebreaker i don't honestly remember yeah (laughs) okay Um, but I do think Columbus, you know, Columbus could certainly get over over the Union into into third if uh, if the Union don't get some points out of the Revolution game. Yeah, just to kind of go through the the matrix of of uh, options or, or possible outcomes, right? As long as the Union win against New England, we lock in at third place. Correct. If we draw against uh, New England, then that then requires Columbus to either draw or lose. And Correct. if we lose to new england and obviously if columbus wins they move ahead but if they draw then it comes down to whatever the style points or whatever the tiebreaker is um <laughs> whatever the russian judge says exactly um so uh so you know we just need to go ahead and win this game um, let's I mean, do that that'll be good yeah it's just let's just keep it simple it's a week and a half away so obviously not this weekend it's the it's the following saturday i want to see saturday yeah um because right now we're in the midst of the uh, international break, mm-hmm. so a bunch of t- bunch of players got called up. But before we jump into that, just while we're on the standings, sure. um, there was a qu- there was a note here that uh, DC United, although being in like seventh yeah. or eighth eighth place, yep. is actually eliminated from the playoffs. So just to paint um, the picture, right? When you look at the table, right, as they rank all the teams, yep. When you lock in in the playoffs, you get your little X next to your name. When you're yep. when you're eliminated, you get the E, right? Yeah. So when you when you go down and you see like you know the seventh place Nashville locked in, eighth place Montreal still to be decided, right? They're not locked in. Ninth place DC United, but they got the E next to their name saying they're eliminated. But then tenth place is Red Bulls, who are tied on points and still have a game in hand. So right. is that I don't I don't. It's so just, the way this works yeah. is that New York, the Red Bulls are playing Chicago in the last game of the season. Uh-huh. Chicago and Red Bull are tied with DC in points. So one of them is getting some points in this last game, which will put them ahead of DC. Oh, I see. I see. Um, I should do a screenshot of this because I, I, when I was looking at the standings this morning, I was like, this makes no sense. Why? How could you be eliminated and still have teams below you who are not eliminated? Well, because one of them is going to end up above DC. Yeah, I guess There's no so. way that it doesn't happen. Even if if they tie, they they both end up at forty one. If one of them wins, they end up at forty three. And either way, that's ahead of DC. Hence, why DC is eliminated. So does that mean Charlotte is playing? Uh, New York, no, wait, because then you have Charlotte and New York City further ranked down in 12th and 13th place, who are also not eliminated. So, you know, we can hash this out, hash, hash this out off the mic, but it was just, it's kind of. Charlotte is playing Miami, who has already been eliminated. Okay. And who's the other one? New York City. NYC FC? Yeah. Do, do, do they're playing Chicago? In, in decision day. So then who is who are Red Bulls playing? Red Bulls are playing Chicago. Wait, no. Red Bulls are playing did I look at the wrong one? No, Red Bulls are playing Nashville. Ah, they're playing Nashville. Okay. So I don't know. 
Yeah, it's weird. So just a real quick note on DC. I don't know if you saw that they parted ways with Wayne Rooney. Yeah. And he already yeah. has a new job. Doing? Coaching Birmingham, uh, Birmingham uh, which is owned by, at least in part, Tom Brady. Oh. So. All right. He's not unemployed. Yeah. Well, good for Waza. Um, wasn't really worried about him. Yeah. <laughs> Figured he was going to end up somewhere. Yeah. The guy's uh, going to so- be okay. Since we did mention the uh, international break, the Union have had nine players called up to national teams. Nice. Um, the Union, uh, for the U.S. Um, under-23s, Harry Ellen McGlynn got picked up, and they're going to play in the Mexico game and against Japan on the 17th. Mm-hmm. And then as far as non-U.S. national team calls up, there's Baribo, Blake, Bueno, Gajdag, Lowe, Martinez, and Mbizo. So that's, you know, depending on the lineup, six or seven or maybe even eight of the starting players for the union have been picked up by the national teams. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And would be even more awesome is they all come back intact with no injuries. That would be awesome. That would be nice. Um, I'm not even sure if Bueno's actually going to be playing for Venezuela because of his current mm-hmm. injury. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, okay. Kind of the union social medias and on their website, the union have sold out every home match this season, which I think the three of us are like, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of cool, but there were a pretty good number of open seats at some of those games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being sold out versus you know, packed attendance. Obviously, those are two different things. And uh, correct. You know, and I'm glad if we are selling out all of our seats. I'm glad we're selling out all of our seats. Um, but did did have a little bit of a. It's like I hope it's true. I really hope it's true. But my yep. eyebrow did raise a little bit. It's like, well, I mean, I was at a bunch of games, and there were definitely <laughs> a sprinkling. A sprinkling, I think, is a yeah. safe way to describe it of the number of empty seats. Um, it's not so like when the uh, the the union play up in Red Bull in Harrison, New Jersey, and they and they claim a, a claim a sellout, and there and the yeah. sons of Ben have to point out there's empty seats over here and there's empty <laughs> seats over there. Yeah, um, yeah. it never got that bad except for the one really crappy weather day. Yeah, uh, the weather, in yeah, September when they were playing in the nor'easter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, apparently they've been sold out. Yeah, so, anyway, hey. I don't know. Yeah, that's good for the I, union. That's good great. for the union. Good for the union. I still remember. I think it was after. Was it after the first year? And it was at the end of the season. This is where Peter Novak was still, um, you know, obviously coach. And I, they had like a fan Q and A, like where I think it was like Novak was sitting on. They were sitting on the field, and they had a select group of fans in the in the uh, stands there, and they were just fielding questions. I think Latu was another person sitting there. But I remember somebody asking, like, after our first year, and it was, like, you know, pretty bonkers, and everybody was all super psyched and seats, you know, definitely selling out games. They asked, like, oh, any plans to expand the stadium? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, um, yeah, still still working on that, I guess. But actually, I, I, like, I like the size of our stadium. Fine with it the way it yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what this one is, this note. Uh, just for fun, curtain at Brauhaus Schmitz. Oh, right. So uh, this Friday, for those who are um, close to the Philadelphia area and like German food, Brauhaus Schmitz on South Street 
uh, is having their Oktoberfest. Actually, they're having it at the Armory. Um, but anyway, uh, Curtin will, uh, Jim Curtin, uh, if I need to specify, um, will be tapping the inaugural keg of the fest nice. this Friday night. So um, if you want to go and fest with nice. Jim, please enjoy. Nice. All right. Cool. That, that, is, that is quite the honor. All right, so we kind of already talked about upcoming games. Um, going through the rest of our any uh, our lineup here, St. Louis inaugural season, hey, man. playing incredibly well. Has not only you know made it to the playoffs. Yep, they locked up first in the West and are yep. going to be have a home field advantage through the through the Western Conference playoffs. I mean, the real deal. I mean, those guys. Yeah, the proof's right there in the record on the field. They, they are they're just they're showing Atlanta how it's done because you know Atlanta came in that yeah. season that they started and won MLS Cup. Yeah. Now St. Louis is showing them how to how to go ahead and win your conference. So yeah. Good good on St. Louis. Yeah. Um, they remind me I remember they kind of remember when uh Portland came into the league mm-hmm. and they were just um now they didn't win the, the their conference like St. Louis did, but it's just like there's just so much passion coming from that part of the country. It's good to see. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they keep it up. Hopefully it's uh you know leads to many years of success for you know for, for that club and that 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 city. I really hope to see St. Louis lose the MLS Cup to Philadelphia Union. Yes, that'd be awesome. That's that's my hope. We'll have, to, we'll have to invite some family out to come watch it with us. Exactly. So, yeah, one of the things that I think we talked about in one of our previous games, just kind of our previous episodes, was kind of being union out, unioned out. Like, just, just, just so many games that have been going yeah. on this season. And um, it's interesting now to hear a lot of the players talking about just the, 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 density of games just the fact that there's so many of them through these many months um yeah it's not hockey it's not baseball but they're they're playing upwards of almost 50 games in a season uh with all of the additional competitions uh and playoffs and such like that and and we're starting to really see the players get run down at this Mm -hmm. stage of the Mm -hmm. season and now as a as a fan you know you kind of see it on the field like the players are are noticeably tired and they're a little yeah. slower and the play just doesn't play as fast. And, um, you yeah, know, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts about this? I mean, I can just give a, a quick little example, I think, of a data point supporting all this, right? I know when Gleznes came back, um, was either which the game he came back, I think, was it was it the Atlanta game he came back in? Yeah. And, uh, Heck, having that like week or so off to recover, um, he just looked like he had more, way more spring in his step. You know, it's almost, it's sad like when a player <laughs> goes off for an injury and they come back. Um, well, I mean, it's great that they come back, but it just seemed like he had that much more energy, I think. And it's kind of in the Valley of the Blind, the one-eyed man is king. He <laughs> had that week off to rest while everybody else was still playing those yeah. two games that he just looked like a little giant blonde jackrabbit back there on defense. But you guys, I know, have done a lot more reading in up on this. No, I wouldn't say a lot more on my case. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it was something I was thinking about before they were saying, you know, um, 
started coming out about it. So I, I wasn't surprised. I was actually um, encouraged that I was on the right track, I guess. Well, uh, but also just like, you know, um, feel bad that I was right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, just to yeah. interject real quick on yeah. our little group chat channel, you <laughs> sent out the link of the article and just you said something like, it's nice to feel um, validated or something like that, mm-hmm. basically. By, by yeah, I mean, just, I think, Blake was the first one I saw, and then there were some other folks who came out and said that it's just it's yeah. just too many games. I mean, it's a bit of victims of their own success because if they had crashed out earlier of any of these tournaments, they wouldn't be as quite as hard hard run. But even even the regular season, I mean, they're playing because of that month long, yeah, because of that month long um, tournament in the middle of everything. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're playing a lot more often than they would have other years. And also I assume because they're just simply more teams to play too. Although, you know, I know the schedule accommodates that to a certain extent. So anyway, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, just something I've been wondering about and I'm, I'm sorry to hear that they are feeling the effects. I guess I'm not that surprised because, you know, yes, baseball plays more games and that kind of thing, but there's a lot of standing around in baseball. I'm not saying it's not athletic or I'm not, I'm not even trying to get that debate, but it's different. It's a different vibe, you know. Yeah. Um, so and, and they're on the field relief. for the full game, you know, yeah. as right. opposed to like hockey, who you know, even player hockey players that play a lot are on the field for out of a sixty-minute game, they're on the on the ice for forty right. minutes of that yeah. game. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, that's not to say it's easy. You nope. you don't get checked yeah. like you do in hockey when you nope. play soccer. That's the thing. Um, I mean, but, there, there's a hazard in every sport, but yeah, absolutely. But with that, um, with that in mind, you know, it is a lot of wear and tear on the body, and mm-hmm. and it's probably also why we have seen some of the wear and tear injuries to the union mm-hmm. players, like the hernia that Flock had, and the yep. the, the leg injuries to Martinez and Glesnes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when when those started mounting up more and more, you know, especially among the people we play the most, I really started wondering if it was. Due Does to make you wonder schedule. how the how the players' union will negotiate the next time around? Because right now, rosters are kind of capped at thirty players. Mm. So you know, you know, maybe we need more higher paid players to have that. You know, so that they can really get more rotation mm-hmm. at at a good level to maintain that play. Uh, level of play yeah. um yeah it's it's definitely i think it's going to lead to a lot more discussion if they mm-hmm. expect play the teams to play more games teams are going to need more good players that to rotate on the field they're not going to be able to play the same 11 every game in, in you know week in week out uh because we're going to burn them out and i feel like this past season there's been like a handful of times you know where it's just like three games in eight days you know and that's 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 a brutal pace mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, it is yeah yeah it wasn't so it was know. interesting um I, I listened to a lot of other podcasts and one of them is radio lab and they just <laughs> had a, in their latest episode they talked about i think it was like extending life extension and stuff like that but they were one of the things they mentioned in that episode was a speed skater from 2022 who set records for long distance speed skating and one of the things he did to prepare for for the olympics was he took weekends off like he literally Mm -hmm. just would go out go drinking with friends go have a pizza (laughs) stuff like that and do no training but then he would train like mad during the other rest of the week 
Yeah. And you know he ended up doing incredibly well at whatever the uh, the, the the international competition was that year. Uh, <laughs> so you know maybe the union need to give the guys pizza and beer in a couple of days uh, off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suspect Plus the Nordic sports because it really does seem conducive to that kind of approach yeah. <laughs> too. Yeah. <laughs> there is something a little yeah. special about it. I don't know, but yeah, no, all for it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the uh, players' union and negotiations, and what they can do to get more time mm-hmm. off and and some more better rest. Yeah, we should see. If, like, I wonder too if they'll somehow move the start of the season up even sooner. Every year, it's like uh, it's like when we start seeing grass coming up in the lawn. It feels like it gets started sooner and sooner every year, earlier and earlier every year. So, and I think this was the first year it actually started in February. I think yeah, last season. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was the first year, but it's okay. it's been creeping back yeah. uh, steadily. So yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah we'll all see. seasons getting shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or th- I like to think that some of the teams will take the uh, <laughs> the approach to all these extra tournaments and competitions, uh, uh, taking a page from that Brian Regan stand up about the kid who doesn't want to be in this in the spelling bee, and the first thing he does is. You know, just flat out misspells the first word just so he can get out of it. <laughs> K-A-T, I'm out. See you, champions. Mike. Crash out of those tournaments, guys. Yeah. Put your and, feet up. Yeah. So I wanted to mention one other thing that I thought that, that, that Christy posted to our team thing about the socials was Ali Bedoya get the, getting escorted out to the on the mm-hmm. field uh, the, the mm-hmm. national game but with his kids. That's awesome. That was freaking awesome that they yeah. got to do that and he got to mm-hmm. he got to walk out with them you know this is ali ali only has a contract for this year mm-hmm. this yeah. could literally be the last mls regular season game that ali ever plays yep. and it was really awesome that he got to end it by getting escorted out on the field with his kids yeah. and you know i actually was lucky enough to get nate uh into oh, yeah. that at one one, yeah. one game mm-hmm. a couple of seasons back and he walked out, I believe, with Wagner. Um, oh, was he, it with Wagner? He oh, was awesome. this close to getting to walk out with Blake, who he really wanted to walk yeah, out right. with because he likes playing goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And then some some other kid sneaked, sn- slipped in there at the last second and grabbed Blake's hand and walked out with him. So Nate was second in line and ended up with Wagner. But he was like super cool with Nate, and they were chatting on the way out and stuff <laughs> like that. But uh, you know, for Allie to get to walk out with both of his kids um, in the Union gear and. And to see be there for that that game, that was that was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's very cool. That that, that, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's another question for your uh, interview with Padilla. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh God, I hope he doesn't listen to this and be like, "I'm not talking to that." <laughs> All right. Anything else from you guys? No. Uh, no, I guess next week we'll, we'll, uh, we won't have much to talk about next week, but I still think, um, I have an idea for next week. We'll see. Cool. We can talk off mic. All right. Yeah, well, we I guess some- quick thoughts and prayers to Ty Baribo and all this. Um, I know he was yeah. called up for Israeli, yes. um, national yeah. team, but for everything that's going on there, obviously I, I know thoughts and prayers has become a, not a, uh, favorite, um, phrase, but truly, um, wishing all affected by the horribleness that's going on over there um the best so good thought yeah 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 pass it on all right so ending wrapping up this episode uh 
please come visit us. Our website is amorephillyunion.com. Uh, you can email us at pod at amorephillyunion.com. You can reach us at X, which, where we are a more Philly U. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and threads with the username Amore Philly Union. We also have a very eclectic Spotify playlist, which is probably going to be expanding. Yeah, uh, I, I, I find see some Barry under, White coming to it. There you go. We're going to find find us under a more Philly Union uh, at Spotify there. So please get our podcast wherever you get yours, Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Uh, subscribe, like, comment, help spread the word. We're still trying to up our downloads and uh, you know get more listeners. And definitely, we'd love to be interacting with people. So if you've got some ideas, got some thoughts, want us to you know respond to, please send send them along. However you like. So thanks everyone for tuning in for another episode of a more Philly Union. We're your hosts. I'm Paul. I'm C. And I'm E. Go Union. I texted my boss that I had landed. I'm like, why is there spam stuff all over the airport? And apparently Hormel is based just outside of uh, Minneapolis. So it's Target, though. Pluses and minuses is what I'm saying to you. No, those are both pluses. So basically, Legos and spam, that's our childhood. I was- <laughs> <laughs>